0: Thanks for listening to the audio of 717 Church. This is a place where we continually strive to worship Jesus as the King with our lives, wreck our personal kingdoms to build His kingdom, and live out God's Word in the way that we interact with others. For more information, please visit 717.church.
1: Good morning. Uh, We are Robin and Jody Skiles, and we'll be reading from 1 Peter 2, 13 through 24. Okay. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority, or to governors who were sent by him to punish those who do wrong, and to commend those who do right. For it is God's will, by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God. Honor the emperor. Slaves in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters. Not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example." that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore no sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness
2: by his wounds we have been healed. Thank you. All right. Can we get a bit up for Robin and Jody for reading with us this morning? Amen. All right. So my name is Jeremiah. I am excited to spend some time in God's Word with you this morning. Um one of the things I listened back uh Two weeks ago, which listening to yourself on a microphone is like torture. Have you ever listened to your own voicemail that you left somebody? You're like, oh man, I do not even, don't even like my own voice. But it was fun because I was like, uh, you know what? We did something fun, which was Jeremiah wasn't ready, which I'm ready this time. But we did something, we turned around and said hi to everybody. So let's take just a second, give somebody some knuckles. You got your Bibles on your lap, so you don't have to turn too far, right? Just turn somebody, give some knuckles, say good morning to somebody. There you go. Amen. That's good. I also did that because I know most of you, and we're talking about submission to authority today. And uh, man, that's an added bonus for all of us. Um, in light of this scripture, I want to try to focus uh, on okay, God, how do I need to apply this, right? So, God moving in us and the Holy Spirit changing us is what is we're after always. And,. Uh, I'm reading the scripture over and over again this week in prepping and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I might be the worst person to teach this um, because some of you don't know me, but I'm actually pretty rebellious. Uh, but it's like a low key rebellious that you might not see all the time. Uh, and what I've also realized is I, I believe, I'm going to say, I believe that I am right most of the time. Okay. I believe I'm right most of the time, uh, to, the point, to the tune of like 99%, maybe more, okay? Now, if I think I know you, most of you, you actually, show of hands, how many of you actually are semi-close to where I am, where you believe you're right most of the time? I like the strong hands. See, I instantly, yeah, right? Okay. Now, the interesting thing is this passage of Scripture in light of us working through this, Okay. And so I love being right. Uh, I love being able to help people. I love people with, like, man, I've got the fix. Uh, I know exactly what you need. If you would just listen to me, I will get you where you want to be. And I will tell you how to do that. Right. And God has continued to try to break me of the pride that comes underneath the gift that he has given me. OK. OK. Discernment and wisdom are one thing. Pride and arrogance are another. Right. And so I love being right. It can lead me to all sorts of places. Many of our relational strife is probably because you thought you were right. And you didn't show grace as you shared how right you were. My tongue, my tongue gets real sharp. I come from this like world-renowned lawyer, okay? Someone has said anything. I can tell them they're wrong. I can tell them why they're wrong. I can tell them exactly steps that would make it better. Uh, I can tell you the reasons it won't work and 10 reasons why my plan is better. I can even argue from a moral high ground. I'm good at that. You see, if you were just like this, then you wouldn't have this problem, You see, what I realized is I can use my gifts, my abilities, and my personality, and even my Bible for my own glory. And if we could talk about some of the plagues of the church, the church is we take what God has given us and make it about us. Okay? So this is a touchy subject today, okay? But I'm telling you, Before I get to any of the touchy parts, my brokenness is the issue I always want to start with, right? My sin. And so it starts relationally with the people I'm closest to, how I work as a spouse, how I work as a parent, how I work as a coworker, how I work any of those things. That brokenness is where it starts, and that's where my sin exists, okay? Okay? This, this is why the more and more that you're going to be with us, the more you choose to be a part of this place, we as a collective group are going to continually say the words, Jesus is king. Because I continually try to prop myself up as king, okay? Jesus is king, I am not. And these next three sentences should constantly reset us, okay? Okay my sin puts me on the throne anytime we sin doesn't matter it's me choosing pride and selfishness before god's way that puts me on the throne does that make sense okay My sin puts me on the throne. My will causes me to usurp him. That means like my will is going, oh, God, I I got you. If you just scoot aside, I can just go around you. I can get around. I can do this. I know I'm supposed to submit to you. I know I'm supposed to, but I'm just going to go this way. And I can easily, because of that, become spiritually fat and lazy. I can come to church. I can sing the songs. I can do the things. I can do church stuff, but I never actually submit to Jesus. Okay, so that can be me. I'm talking me here. I can easily, right, my sin puts me on the throne, my will causes me to usurp him, and I can easily become spiritually fat and lazy. So this is why we're going to continue to try to, like a self-imposed, like constant bended knee forces us to recognize that we need him. And if you're anything like me, you're going to immediately start to make your case on why you don't have a problem with this section of Scripture. Anybody else done that already? Oh, all right. <laughs> That's right. I got a couple. Right. I instantly think submission authority and I'm like, oh, I'm good with that. If they knew better. If they did it my way. How many times? Right. And especially when we hear things like government or any of those things, many of us have actually become friends because we have common issues against certain other things. Yeah? We don't like this. Oh, then we're similar. Not a bad thing, but it's interesting how resistance, rejection, can actually become a consistent relationship builder. Many people in the last three years have actually built new friendships based off the fact they don't like something. Okay? So here's my question. And this is where we're going to have to like, I'm just going to keep asking you to trust me and you're going to have to tell me when I'm messed up because that's what I like for you to do. But I'm going to actually present to you a question like, are we Christians or are we moral people? If your God is your morals then you've lost sight of who is king. Okay? So let's walk through scripture a little bit here. Verse 13. We believe this is God speaking through Peter. Be subject for the Lord's sake to every human institution. Okay? Okay, God, what do we do with that? Because I've got a lot of institutions that I want to buck against and I want to fight. Be subject to the, for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. For this is the will of God. Many times we say, well, I just want, I wish I knew what God's will was for my life. It's interesting when it's spelled out pretty cl- clearly, right? We as the church have always struggled to live the way Christ calls us to because it's counterculture, right? We constantly as the church kind of go, ah, God saved me. He sent his son for me. I'm forgiven. I'm not going to hell. But my day-to-day behavior actually probably isn't going to change very much, except I'm going to adopt some policies that I should pass down to my kids so that they, we can be moral people and not actually people that love Jesus. Okay? Here's where I'm at. We create our own worlds. Because I say, I want this more than Jesus. That sentence alone broke me multiple times this week because I could give you probably three to four instances where I go, I want this more than Jesus. And what we usually do, we base them on some like semi-biblical principles. without Jesus being the point of those principles okay so here's how we might know that that might be true if you don't feel the need if I don't feel the need to seek forgiveness from people because I'm right I might be struggling with submission to who Jesus is okay we're still friends right okay awkwardly quiet all right no, if I have no need to seek forgiveness because I am right, I have become the point. If I have no need in my life to seek accountability in my life because I'm right most of the time, why would I need accountability? I made myself the point. And so this is the point of what we're trying to do as a body, as a local body, is 717 is saying we actually want to buck against what is maybe a moral tradition, and instead be honest and real about what's going on in our lives and say, I actually need Jesus. I need to start most conversations in my life with going, hey, before we start this, I need you to know I need Jesus. And I need his grace and mercy for me. And so we struggle with submission to a lot of things because we still are on the throne. You're still on the throne. I'm still on my throne. I've got my kingdom. You've got yours. We semi kind of are near each other, but we're okay as long as anybody wrecks my kingdom. So if you're like me, you're already going, well, what about this? What about this? Well, what about this situation? What about that? I totally agree with you, and we probably could agree on most of the topics, but the question still stands, have you submitted to Jesus? Have I submitted to Jesus? That's why this verse is so good that says that by doing good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish people. Okay? How many times have we taken a stand on a moral issue, not submitted to Jesus, and just been slightly different than the other slide? Does that make sense at all? Okay. Okay here's the issue. We got people that we're against. We're this way. We don't actually care about the other person. We just care about our answer. Right? Okay. I get caught up in fights sometimes. You ever get caught up in a fight you don't want to be in? You somehow are like into it. You're like somebody starts talking. You're in a conversation. You don't actually want to be in it. It usually happens to me because I can't keep my mouth shut. Some of you know me well. You know that I really have no filter sometimes, especially if we're around each other for long periods of time. And I really want the last word. You see, my unsubmitted and unrepentant heart can easily own me. First Peter continues to remind us that no matter what is going on in our lives, the lowest of lows, the highest of highs, all of them show us what we actually believe in, And tell us who we want to get the glory. Okay? So in my life and yours, right? When we're talking about submission, he's going, hey, you should submit to authority. You should submit this way. What normally happens, though, is I tell God how it should be and I go do my thing. But all of those responses... If anybody that you trust were to actually give you real feedback or give myself real feedback, they would say, you actually don't love Jesus. You don't actually want to follow him. You're just doing your thing. You see, that's why the verse, free people are not people that have no issues, but instead they understand who Jesus is and how he sets them loose. Free people are not people that have no issues, but instead they understand who Jesus is and how he set them loose. We respond differently to this world. Our cemented faith and understanding of God's word frees us to act differently. We could stop right there and go, that's it. I know most of us I know most of the conversations we've had over the last couple years. I know my heart and the brokenness in it. And I struggle with submission because I want to do what I want to do. And I want to get the glory because I'm right. But what I've, God's continually reminded me is, do you trust me? Do you trust me? I can respond differently to issues in my marriage, in the people that I'm close to into the things that I'm giving advice in, the things that whatever it might be, I can respond differently because I know who set me free. Okay. So, submission hits us greatly, especially as Americans. We live in a great place. We are very blessed to be here. But rebellion seems to be built into our DNA, correct? Everybody can shake your head. That's how we got here, okay? It's a historical lesson. Okay, that's why we're a country, is rebellion. Okay, which in itself isn't totally a bad thing, but it makes it harder to love Jesus. Because we actually love what we have more than we love him, we actually get a harder time following him. Well, you see, look at what I've got. Look where I'm at. Look with these things. And we never recognize who gave us those things. And instead of freeing us up to go do mission every day, it ties us to what we can control. You see, we in general can be a fistful of cash and a stiffened spine that's built around the preservation of my kingdom. Christians are called to come and die to self. Morals will follow, grace will abound, and we serve others. Christians are called to come and die to self. Our morals will follow, our grace will abound, and we're called to serve others. Moral allows us to set up situational truths that prop me up as king. Many of us have come out of a, especially if we're a little bit older, we've come out of the like, this is the way it is. Hard roll, hard stop. Those are good. But we've struggled when we see gray areas. And so we don't see Jesus or grace that abounds. Instead, we see a rule. And so let's set this up a little bit. Verse 18. Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a gracious thing. When mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for this, you endure. This is a gracious thing in the sight of God. Now, we all know, or should know, slavery is always wrong. We know that. Yet when you hear those verses, do you believe what you're enduring can be used by the king? God is saying, hey, if you're a slave, he doesn't say run away. He says, suffer justly so that I get the glory. How many times in my life and in in your life where something goes wrong and we're going, are you serious, God? You can't be kidding me. Like this, this is so messed up. Did you hear what they said about me? Do you know what is happening? God, where is your justice? And it comes back down to the foundational truth is do we trust him? As Christians, we would be less fiery, fiery isn't bad, but less frustrated because we know that God has it and we're going to follow his will through it, okay? The injustice of who you are and what you're going through, do you trust him with it? I'm not minimizing what you're going through or what you went through. Do you actually trust him with it? Because what happens is we don't trust him and then we make a plan. We're back on the throne. And so this is why I love that part. It says this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. This is why we need to continue to dive into actually being the church. Right. This is why I need support to actually do what Jesus is calling to us to. Okay. I am supposed to be the pastor of this organization. I need you and you need me. We need to work together because we actually need to support to actually do what Jesus is calling us to. I need to know I'm not alone. We need to know we're not alone. I need to be told with love and grace and sometimes a smack in the back of the head when I am messing this thing up. I need to be reminded of all the times that he has been good. Over and over, and over. I need to open myself up to people so they can actually see what's going on. How many of us hide from where our true self is? What I don't need is to fatten myself up with the lies of how right I am all the time. And I don't need agreeable statements to say, yeah, you're right, don't worry about that. Yeah, you're right, keep moving on. So let's listen And I'm going to finish with this to the example of our creator. And so if this is like, if you walk out with anything today going, this section of scripture, this should change my life. Okay? Verse 21. For this you have been called because Christ also suffered for you. He left us an example so that you might follow in his steps. That's what we're after, is to follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. If you write in your Bibles at all, underline that. Because that is my, should be my response to all situations in my life. God, I'm going to first and foremost entrust myself. I'm going to trust that you are good. Verse 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you and me have been healed for you were straying like sheep but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls so this is what we're working towards is going this is not to be better us instead it's to follow those verses I'm going to try to encourage ourselves to trust him instead of actually what I think is right. I'm going to try to go, you know what? I need accountability in my life because though though I'm right a lot, I still need his words to come out of my mouth and not my own. Because of him, I can act differently to where God has us. And so I'll finish with this. We love rebellion because it unites us in common causes that keep us from actually having to do what Jesus says. Let me say it again. We love rebellion because it unites us in common causes that keep us from actually having to do what Jesus says. A common enemy keeps us from seeking or giving forgiveness. And so we've got a couple questions that I'm going to end with. And and, what we do is at the end of this time is we just give the opportunity to try to process a little bit and say, okay, God, these are questions that you can work through. Okay. And so I'm going to kind of, again, these are from the brain of Jair. So if they make no sense, I'll try to give you some background. Okay. Read verse 17. Verse 17 says, honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God and honor the emperor. What do you do well with? What not so much and Why? Okay, second one, do you believe that what you're enduring can be used by the king? First thing is understanding what are you actually enduring? What's the actual issue? What are you actually going through and where is the issue and can that thing actually be used by the king? Maybe it's not right there. Often we want the glory of the moment right there on the spot, but we say, God, I'm going through this and I'm going to trust you with it so that you can get glory at some point. Okay, And then last but not least, in what ways are you or myself running from the king? Because what submission is, it's a question of, are you going to run to him or are you going to run from him? Again, we've been blessed with gifts and abilities and all of these things. Have we submitted them to Jesus? And so I'm going to pray that way. Uh, One of the elders are going to join us up here for prayer. And one of the things I encourage us is going, okay, God, this is your word. Help me to actually let it change my life. Because I don't want to be just a hearer. I want to follow what you're calling us to. And so when we read that this is a gracious thing in the sight of God, that he has left us an example, that uh, by continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly, and by his wounds you have been healed, how does that change us today? So I'm going to pray. How we usually end is going, you know what, take a second, take a breath and go, okay God, what do you want to do? And then we encourage you is don't rush out. Instead, just take an opportunity to both meet somebody, engage in relationship, but man, what does it look like? I think we grow as a step of faith when we actually pray together about what we just heard. Okay? Make sense? Let me pray. Father, thank you. Father, I, again, I am not the one to teach this out of the one who has it right. But Father, you are the one who set the example. And so, Father, all of us are looking to your word to speak to us. All of us are asking us, God, what, what, why am I running from you? God, I want to love and serve the people around me, but I don't want to do it out of my rightness. I want to do it out of your love and your grace and your mercy. Father, I don't want to get caught up in battles that aren't mine. Instead, I want to follow you to see those who are already wounded that I can care for. Father, you are the king and you are the one that we're asking, moving us. But Father, may we take our grip off the throne of our lives. May we try to start to take the bricks out of our kingdoms and instead say, this is yours, Jesus. So Father, start with us. May your spirit work in a mighty way and give us opportunities this week to hear from you and then step in. Father, help us. We love you. And we need you in your name. Amen.
0: Thanks so much for listening and being a part of this community. We hope that today's message helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus and live out what his word is calling you to. Hit the subscribe button below to follow us, share with a friend, or leave a review. If you'd like to give to this ministry, you can do so at 717.church.